Hey folks, join us at the Radio Carom Trivia Night on Friday the 1st of March at the Carom Patterson Lake Sports Pavilion. Tickets are only $25 per person and includes entry into our door prize and a drink on arrival. Wonderful. Don't pass up this opportunity to win bragging rights for the rest of the year and win some fabulous prizes. Tickets are still available at Radio Carom's website, radiocarom.org. We'll see you there, folks. Hey, I'm Jane Oakley, a Matilda alumni footballer, number 36, and you're listening to Radio Karen. Stay tuned. It's time for us as a people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat, let's change the way we live, and let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working, and so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive. I hope I see more changes, and I believe we can know it become. If we all come together as one, make it better for our sons and our daughters being brought up in this harsh world. Yeah, it's hard, but we can't turn backwards. Put your faith in the practice, escape from the cage you've been trapped in and free yourself. Hello, and welcome to Justice Social. On episode three, we will be talking about the Dunkley by election. Dunkley is an Australian House of Representatives division in southeast Melbourne. It goes from Seaford to Mount Eliza and across to Langwarren South, and it encapsulates suburbs including Frankston, Caram Downs, Skye, and Sandhurst. The electorate of Dunkley was created in 1984 and was named for Louisa Margaret Dunkley, who lived from the 28th of May 1866 to the 10th of March 1927. Louisa Dunkley was an Australian telegraphist and labour organiser who successfully campaigned for the right for women to obtain equal pay for equal work in the Australian Commonwealth Public Service. The electorate was Liberal held from 1986 to 2019 when it was won by Peter Murphy of the ALP. That was after after some boundary redistribution and a swing towards labour across the state in that year. She was re-elected with an increased margin at the 2022 federal election. Peter Murphy passed away on the 4th of December 2023 and she herself has some impressive social justice credentials. She had been a lawyer, including a senior public defender at Victoria Legal Aid. She was the first woman to represent the seat of Dunkley. She was on the House of Representatives Social and Legal Affairs Committee and was a fierce advocate for women's health and commitment to local employment opportunities. Peter Dunkley was also quite a a popular um, local member and will be sorely missed. Um, But here we are having a by-election to see who will be replacing her in federal parliament. So there are eight current candidates for the seat. I'll list them in the order that they appear on the Australian Electoral Commission website. Number one is Nathan Conroy, Liberal Party. Number two, Bronwyn Curry, Animal Justice Party. Number three, Kristen Abraham, Libertarian. Number four, Reem Eunice, Victorian Socialists. Number five, Darren Bergworth, Independent. Number six, Alex Breskin for the Greens. Number seven, Heath McKenzie, Australian Democrats. And number eight, Jodie Bellier, Australia Labor Party. I've reached out to all the candidates and offered them the opportunity to come in and discuss what they see as social justice issues affecting Dunkley. Each of them have their own websites that set out their policies in a bit more detail, so please go and check them out. 
Hello, I'm Con. And I'm Stav. And, and we're we Eddie Nucky. You're listening to Radio Karam. Hello, and welcome to Social Justice, Episode 3. We're discussing the Dunkley by-election. And our first guest, um, a candidate for the Dunkley by-election, is Mr Darren Berkworth, the independent candidate. Uh, Darren is a business owner and operator in the CBD of Frankston with an interest in fixing local problems, and he works with a team of volunteers in the community towards a better Australia. How are you, Darren? I'm very good, thank you, Claire. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. I realise it's a busy week as we're all leading up to the to the by-election on Saturday and I think the, the pre-polls have been open for a while now so everyone's been out there yeah. actively campaigning and, and busy out in the community. So thanks for taking the time out to have a chat to us. No problem. As you're aware, this is a podcast about social justice issues so that's going to be our focus and also a local community-based podcast so we will be focusing on local issues as far as we can. So tell us a little bit about your background, Darren. Where, where do you come from? Where do you fit in to the community? Okay, so I come from a uh, working class background. I uh, left school at 16, um, you know, forged my own way in life, had my own business by 21, bought my own house at 22 and have uh, run my own business uh, ever since uh, that early, early young age. And um, you know, I've been in property, I've been in shares um, and I've had this uh, facility in the main street of Frankston in the Pan Highway uh, for 18 years now. Um, so I've been a big part of the Frankston community for that time. Um, I live locally as well. I live in the electorate. Yep. And uh, I've seen um, the, the centre of Frankston go downhill um, over the last few years and it's gotten to the stage where it's uh, it's crime-ridden, it's graffiti-ridden, it's empty shops everywhere and uh, and vandalism everywhere and it, it's a disgrace. Yeah. So um, what, what do you considered to be the main social justice issues in the local area at the moment? I would definitely be the homeless. Uh, the homeless are everywhere and uh, it's, it's disgusting that, uh, you know, uh, the homeless and obviously the, the cost of living uh, crisis and the uh, rental affordability. I mean, there's so many things uh, that are in, an injustice in our community and, and right across Australia. It isn't just local to Dunkley. Mm. And we have, you know... Uh, not only uh, federal governments but world governments um, that uh, that have never been able to fix the homeless problem, but if you pay them a heap more taxes, they can change the global temperatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's once again, and the, as far as social justice goes, they want to spend nine hundred million uh, to one point five billion on a a new piece of infrastructure which we do not need. Um, the, the train line that we have there is not even at capacity. Yeah. Um, while the people. Uh, are living in their cars, they're living on the streets, um, they're, they're distraught. Um, you know, we have a drug and alcohol dependency uh, problem in Dunkley and these politicians never, ever care uh, about the people. They are only there to be re-elected and they all come down all of a sudden uh, because they want our vote and then they throw money at everything, uh, trying to these big ticket items to buy the people's votes and to me it's, it's a bribe and, and the people keep falling for it. Uh, well, you know, the Labor is supposed to be the, the party of the people and uh, since they've got in, interest rates have gone up 10%, the cost of living's through the roof, uh, the suicide rate's through the roof, the crime rates are through the roof and this is the People's Party um, mm. and I just don't understand and the feeling on the street is that uh, everyone's leaving uh, Labor in droves um, and uh, I've, I've had a lot of really positive uh, support for the, my independent candidacy. Right. Just going back to the housing issue, and I think there's been some stats released recently that show that um, certainly 
many of the suburbs within the Dunkley electorate are feeling the pinch of um, cost of living crises um, massively. What what do you think the the solution is? I guess what what's what's the policy that you would bring to Parliament to address those housing issues? Well, the, the first thing would be to uh, to I'd like to see a freeze on immigration uh, for three years until we sort out and and we get our country sorted out because um, you know we've we've brought in a million people in the last two years under Labor and uh, you know. The people that are living here are, are, are on the streets, uh, so that's that's causing uh, the cost of living and the housing crisis as well, the housing shortage. If we uh, froze the immigration for three years, I think you would find the cost of living and the uh, housing affordability would be a lot better. Um, and we've got to fix the problems in this country. It's no point bringing more c- people into the country when the country's in in a state of uh, disrepair. You've also um, spoken about drug and alcohol issues. Is there any uh, particular? Policy? Do you, do you think that's related to the housing problems and the, and the general, I guess, crisis in cost of living? Or what, what do you think the solution to that would be? Uh, look, we need some real programs, uh, not band aid solutions that uh, both major parties uh, come up with. And like I said, that nine hundred million can be better spent um, doing that. Now I'm working with a guy, Scotty Carsons, uh, who's on the street um, helping the homeless. Uh, we've had an uh, incident where a a couple that have been feeding the homeless seven days a week for quite some time have been shut down by the local council. Um, I've already dedicated the uh, the money that we get because we believe we're going to get over 10% this time without the UAP and One Nation running. Um, and you know, when we get the $3 per vote uh, for those votes, we've uh, met with the uh, Baptist Church in Frankston North. They've got a works order of about 20000 to uh, bring their building up to regulation so they can house the homeless during winter. So we've committed that my place community that I'm also a founder of in Frankston uh, is going to help that church. They've got two churches and we're going to help them get both of their facilities uh, up to standard so they can house the homeless during winter. Fantastic. That, that certainly sounds like a great grassroots um, initiative there. Um, obviously, Dunkley is the seat of Dunkley is a federal seat. So, um, you, if if successful in your campaign, would be part of federal parliament. What do you see? Um, you've, you've spoken a little bit about the the immigration ban that you think would help um, address some of the social justice issues we see in the community. Is there any broader nationwide initiatives that you think would be helpful? Oh, yeah, we're in a really dangerous situation in this country. Um, our national security uh, has been sold out by all governments, Labor and Liberal, for decades. Uh, we don't produce our own fuel, um, so we've got about two weeks' worth of fuel in the country. Uh, we've, we're selling off our ports, uh, airports, uh, our infrastructure, water, farmland. Uh, it's all being sold to uh, you know big business and overseas uh, multinational corporations. Now, to me, that is a, a major problem. We need to bring the jobs back home, and we need to uh, you know support our farmers. And, uh, and and you know, I mean, the Commonwealth. We are the Commonwealth. The people are the Commonwealth. Now, the Commonwealth is not Gina Reinhart's or uh, Andrew Forrest's or Clive Palmer's. And it's about time that the Commonwealth of this land, of this country, was shared and distributed equally across the nation. And we should not have any homeless in this country. Uh, and uh, you know, So for, from a practical perspective, what does that look like? How is that implemented? What, what, what are the policies that would be put in place to support that? Well, there's a lot of work goes into policies. Obviously, um, I'm just an independent and, yep. and I have ideas and uh, what, what we should be doing. I mean, this isn't anything new. This is stuff that people that 
grew up in the 70s uh, and the 80s knew what this country was and, and what it should be. Uh, and we've allowed this. We've been asleep at the wheel. And we've allowed these major parties, uh, Liberal and Labor, to decimate this country um, without even a, a, a whimper. Well, the silent majority are silent no more. Um, and the uh, what happened in 2020 uh, has woken up so many people in this country. And, and those people that have been snapped out of the trance are now out there um, waking everybody else up to the, the criminality, in, in my opinion, of both sides of, of Parliament. Um, to me, they have... Uh, yeah, I won't go any further than that for now. So you're realistic. I guess you're realistic as your role as an independent is going to be more of a gatekeeper um, to challenge and examine policies that might be put through by the major parties. Is that um, how how you you feel that your position would be reflected? Yeah, I'm there to shine a light um, and tell the truth and uh, expose the fraud and corruption of Australian politics, and uh, that that's that that is my role. And everyone knows it. Um, but no one wants to speak it because they've been ridiculed or uh, pigeonholed or abused um, and, and shunned if you have an opinion that's outside of the narrative of the mainstream media or, uh, or the politicians. So people have uh, shrugged that off now. No one cares anymore. You can call me whatever you want to call me. Uh, I'm, I'm here to tell the truth and it is starting to resonate and, and people are starting to look at it from a different angle now. Uh, when they hear it, when you show people something, um, it, it's right in front of their eyes but they don't see it until you actually explain it to them. Okay. Um, I ask all of my guests to select a song when they come onto the show, a song that represents um, social justice to them. You've selected your song. Tell us a little bit about your song. Uh, we Are Australian. Um, it, it, is, it is a song that resonates with so many people because if we're going to um, get this country back for the people by the people, uh, which is what I'm all about, um, this is uh, a very inclusive, uh, inclusive song uh, that brings us all together uh, with our First Nation brothers and sisters and, and anyone that's come here from any religion, any race uh, from all over the world. And um, we need to come together as a people and stop following these leaders, uh, which I've been saying for many, many years or at least the last two years. Um, stop following the leaders and the people come together. We've got all the solutions. Nothing here is going to be solved from the top down. All of the problems in the world and this country will be solved from the bottom up. Thanks, Aaron. We'll just play a song now. Thank you. Hi, this is Matt Joe Gow, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam. Tune in. All right, that's quite a quite a rousing um, song, and a song obviously that's been associated with yeah, um, power of the right oh, patriotism for for a long time. Um, just wanted to give you the opportunity now. So we've been through my my questions, which are around social justice in Dunkley, social justice nationally, um, and what you, who you are and what you stand for. Is there anything else? Obviously, heading into the election, I, I don't want to open this up as a as an open political platform, but in terms of um, social justice issues and what your position is on on them that you'd like to add before we finish up? Yeah, certainly. Uh, a big issue for us at the moment is our children uh, and the indoctrination of our children through the uh, education system. And, it, and it's more than just an indoctrination. It, it's a... Um, to me, it's actually child abuse. It borders on child abuse, uh, the mental anguish uh, that is being caused in, in our primary schools um, through the sexualisation of our children and uh, now the, the gender changing and, and all of these kind of issues uh, where, they, where they're being taught certain things at an age of five or six that a young child shouldn't be being taught. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, 
as a society, we've lost our moral compass. In fact, we haven't lost it. It's been smashed. And our voice to be able to speak against these kind of things uh, and the narrative that comes out of the... Uh, what I would say, the very hard left uh, socialist people uh, in this country, that used to only start at universities. Now I believe our, our children are actually being uh, indoctrinated, brainwashed, whatever you want to call it, from a very young age in early learning centres through primary school. And I think it's disgusting and, and it needs to stop. And our education system and both sides of government need to uh, to look at this issue. And, uh, and, and the do, people... Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but do, do you accept that child abuse has been going on much longer than than um, the education system's been addressing it? And, and what's the what's the alternative, I guess, than to... to um, I, get, I get the intention of that policy, I think, is to educate and to make children feel safe and understand what is and isn't appropriate in other contexts. What's the alternative? How else do you go about safeguarding children... Um, without that institutional oversight of it? Well, we, we need to, uh, obviously, uh, these things need to be reported. But when they're reported, uh, there's so many instances in this country where the abusive parent, um, that the child gets put back in their care. Mm. So the system itself, I, I believe the uh, the policy enforcers and, and the governments, um, this child trafficking is, isn't just uh, out in the jungles of Asia or the deserts of Mexico. The child trafficking and, and the... Um, uh, the abuse of children's happening right under our, our noses, right here. And do you think, sorry, I'm a lawyer, so this is interesting to me, but do you think that's part of the family law framework? Or oh, yeah, The family law court is the most disgusting institution in this country and it needs to be torn apart and it needs to be rebuilt. Uh, it's there not to protect the children. It's not there to protect the families. It's there to basically have each parent fighting against each other. It destroys families, right, just for the lawyers to line their pockets. I'm sorry that you're a lawyer, <laughs> but that is my position. Yep. It, it is it is filth, that that institution, and it's um, that's one of the biggest problems we've got in this country. We need to rebuild the family unit, not deliberately uh, antagonise each other and have people fighting just so that they can get another 30, 40, 50 grand out of each side of the argument. And, and that that is a really one of the issues that I am very passionate about. Yep. All right. Well, um, I've said that we'll give each candidate 20 minutes. We're at about 18. So do you want to summarise in the last couple of minutes, I guess, what you, what you stand for, who you are and um, why people should vote for you? No problem. I stand for the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And I will expose and shine a light on the cockroaches that call themselves politicians. Um, and... I'm just asking the people out there to, to have a look at, at who you are and what moral compass you have and, and get back some morals into your uh, into your thought process. We have a Wood Royal Commission that was uh, commissioned, I think, in 2014 that has proven and, and is evidence there that there are uh, pedophiles within the Australian government, within the top of the uh, judiciary. And we have a suppression order of 90 years that both sides of uh, Parliament, both Liberal and Labor, are supporting a suppression order that those names cannot be released for 90 years uh, because the people will lose trust in their politicians. Well, I mean, to me, if you can still support Liberal and Labor when they're suppressing and covering up the crimes of pedophilia, which is the biggest um, mental issue that, that most people have and why most people turn to alcohol and drugs to escape that pain, and, and uh, people are still voting for these parties that are facilitating and covering up child abuse and pedophilia, and I think that is disgusting, and we all, as a people, um, need to look at our moral compass and, uh, and start to think about who we're voting for. Thank you. Uh, now, do you want to give your uh, website a plug if people want to come and have a, a look a little bit deeper into your policies and what you stand for? Yes, yeah, certainly. It's uh, Darren 
Then number four, dunkley.com. Uh, and I'm also working very closely with another friend of mine, um, Craig, who's uh, started at Leave Our Kids with a Z, alone.org. And he's specifically targeting, uh, not targeting, but uh, uh, reaching out to parents and wanting to hear their stories within the education system um, and uh, what you know, letting them, giving them a place to vent their frustration and their anger with the curriculum. Um, and we're going to build a whole nation of parents, concerned parents, with uh, where our education system's at. Um, and I'm supporting him uh, yeah, to the hilt. And he's going to come and speak at my place, Frankston, uh, next Thursday. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming in and all the best on the weekend. Thank you, Claire. Cheers. Thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Wit from Spiderbait. When I'm passing through Karam, aside from slowing down to 50 kilometres an hour and reminisces about doing the Eel Race Road Rumba or the Watley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Karam and get down with the good vibes. <laughs>